this earth Leaving skid marks in the road Cleek marks on the field Footprints in the dirt Giving all glory to the man up above And giving all props to the legends that's before us The voices are the voices we could never be ignored In tune with oneself with travels on one accord The road less travel, we shift into some historic A few ain't enough, we savages wanting more for the great ones Stay focused and maintain That's always the life from the you sun Do what it takes to be a great one? Stand strong and hold your own One day you will be king and last and on the throne Focused and maintain. There's always the light from the Do you sun. Have I put what the it rain. takes to be a great one. Stand strong and hold your own. Yeah. One day you will be king. What it do, baby? This is your boy JB. And you are tuned in to the newest, hottest, freshest sports talk podcast show in the nation. Sports talking with JB. We are back once again, ladies and gentlemen. Podcast Wednesday, episode number 22, January 26th. And we got a hell of a show on deck tonight, man. So much went down this past weekend in sports. And I'm going to tell you all about it. But first, got to run down my sponsors. We are sponsored by Anime's Wing Stop, 9943 Cooper Drive, Warrior, Alabama. Right off of exit 282. About 20, 30 minutes north of Birmingham. The best wings in the state of Alabama. I vouch for that. Also, the official home of the JB Mill, where you get your six boneless barbecue with a sprinkle of lemon pepper, seasoned fries, corn nuggets, Texas toast, and a drink of your choice. You get all that for $9.99 for a limited time only at Anime's Wingstop. Hit them up. 205-543-4200 Call, place your order You can look them up on Facebook, man And see the menu With all those delicious looking pictures of food And all that good stuff Shouts out to Sonya and Shannon They run Anime's Wingstop My day one sponsors And we got big things coming for season three I'm going to tell y'all all about that later But go on to Anime's Wingstop Get you something to eat 9943 Cooper Drive Warrior, Alabama also sponsored by Exquisite Barber and Style at 2647 Forbes Drive, Montgomery, Alabama. Call my boy Sean. Get you hooked up. The best haircut you ever have in your lifetime. Get you fresh for the weekend. I go see him every Friday. Shout out to my boy Padre P, the owner of Exquisite Barber and Style. The number to call 334-523-1977. Set that appointment if you in Montgomery or the surrounding areas. And go holler at my boys at Exquisite, man. Get you fresh with the cut, the lineup, bald head, fade, whatever you need to get you looking right. They gotcha. Exquisite Barber Style, 2647, Forbes Drive, Montgomery, Alabama. Also sponsored by Capital City Dent Repair. Serving the greater Montgomery area, they specialize in repairing dents, creases, door deans. Even hell damage you might have on your vehicle. Call my guy Jonathan at 334-320-6050. Get your free estimate. Make sure you look them up on Instagram at Capital City Dents. You can see all the work on there. Or you can also Google search Capital City Dent Repair and see five-star reviews everywhere. Because they are number one 
and customer satisfaction. That's Capital City Dent Repair. Call Jonathan at 334-320-6050 and get those dents out your car and have you looking brand new for 2022. Capital City Dent Repair. Now, let's get down to business. Man, I'm telling you, I, I was so wrong. I was so wrong last week on some of those game picks, man. Big wrong. Shouts out to my boy DJ Seaway, man. My boy Maine. They cut up at the food on last week's show. If y'all didn't hear it, make sure you go back and listen to episode 21. Them boys went off, man. Them my, them my brothers from another, man. My two best friends, DJ Seaway and Maine. And boy, when they get into it, they really get into it. But we love to do it. And it's all in love, you know. It ain't no ain't no beef and it's all love. Alright. I got a rundown for y'all tonight. NFL playoffs, the recap from those games this past weekend, wild games, divisional round. People been saying the best weekend in NFL history. And they probably right. A little bit of overreaction, but we'll talk about that. And we're going to preview the conference championship games coming up this Sunday for those teams' chances to get to the Super Bowl. Will Tom Brady return or retire? That's the question I'm asking myself. We're going to talk about that. What's next for Aaron Rodgers? Don't know. We'll find out pretty soon, hopefully. Bama Hoops, a love-hate story by myself, JB. Yep, I got to talk about my hoops. Tell you why I love it and why I hate it so much. NBA, top five, bottom five, like I always do. And my Lakers, are they contenders or pretenders? We're going to talk about that too. So sit tight. Go and get you something to drink, man. Something to snack on. If you're in your car, go and turn it up. And ride with your boy JB. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Sports Talk JB, like the Facebook page, and download the Anchor app if you don't have it already so you can listen to the show, or just look us up on Spotify, man, Sports Talking with JB. I'm going to take a small break. It's going down. Podcast Wednesday, Sports Talking with JB. Be back in a second. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I just want that money, 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 money. money. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I just want that money, 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 money. money. Yes, sir. We are back live. Sports talking with JB on this podcast Wednesday, episode number 22. We got about three more episodes before the season finale, man. I told y'all I was going to do about 25 episodes. So episode 25 in about three weeks will be the season finale. And I think it's the episode right after the Super Bowl. So it's only fitting. Speaking of Super Bowl, we're going to get to that. We got to talk about all this NFL playoff. Even though I don't have a dog in the fight no more, I'm a little sad about it. I was so upset, but I'm over it, man. The show must go on, and I got to do my job because this is what I do. Before we move forward, shouts out to all the social media followers out there, man. We got about 
got about 3,500 followers on Twitter, man. I appreciate all the love and support. I built that thing up, man. I only started off with about 750, about 750 followers when I first started off. Episode one, I mean, season one. And it, man, just just grew. You know, a lot of that from Bama Nation, man. I appreciate Bama Gump Twitter, Bama Nation. I love y'all. And we going to keep rolling, rolling tide. Even though we ain't got no game, no football, I'm waiting on spring football, A-Day. We got some big plan for that, man. I can't wait till we get to uh, April. So, but we in January, going into February. We got NFL. I got my notes. So, let's talk about the NFL right now. NFC Conference Championship and the AFC Conference Championship going down this Sunday, man. This Sunday, January the 30th, we got two games left to decide who's going to the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell y'all who's playing now. I know y'all know you watch SportsCenter, so you done seen all the highlights. You probably watched all the games this past Saturday and Sunday. Wow, weekend. Crazy games. Crazy ending to the games. But all in all, it was Damn good football. I can't complain. I can't complain not one bit. So, let's get right into it. The AFC Championship game will be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That's at 2 o'clock on CBS. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite in that game. And the NFC Championship is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. That's at 5.30 on Fox. And the Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Let me tell you what happened, though. Bengals beat the Chiefs back on January the 2nd, 34-31 in Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow went off. He put up 446 yards and four touchdowns in that game against the Chiefs. And Jamar Chase went off for 266 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Uh, that was crazy, man. That was the Bengals, like, coming out. They have been playing great ball up to then, but they really came out and showed the world that they could compete on a high level when they beat the Chiefs back about uh four weeks ago. But this time, the game is in Kansas City. It's for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs has – this is their fourth straight NFC Championship game. They lost one to the Patriots. That was Tom Brady's year when he went to the Super Bowl. They beat the Titans, and then they beat, uh, who did they beat last year? I can't even remember who they beat. But anyway, this is Mahomes looking for his third Super Bowl, okay? He looking for his third Super Bowl appearance and his second Super Bowl trophy. Y'all remember last year they went and they lost to the Buccaneers 31-9, to Mahomes. Couldn't do anything. Offensive line was hurt. They ran him all over the place in that Super Bowl. Dominated the Chiefs. So this has been their kind of revenge tour. I'm going to give y'all my pick for this game. I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs 38-27 to 27 in this game coming up. I know the Bengals are high-power offense. They've shown that they can, you know, score. They've shown they can play at a high caliber. I just think they probably a year too early nobody expected the Cincinnati Bengals to even be here so they really playing with house money in my opinion 
Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, man, they they got a connection going on, man. A sweet connection, a love connection. They just they they got it going on, man. All the way from the LSU, y'all know they won a championship at LSU. We ain't gonna talk about that because you know they ain't none of my business. But the boy bad, man. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times last uh Saturday and still won the game. I got a feeling that offensive line. I hope they got right. I hope they had a come to Jesus meeting because you can't let your quarterback get sacked nine times and expect to win a game. I'm going to talk about that game in a minute, but I feel like Mahomes, he's on a he's on a level above Burrow. And I've talked about Mahomes. I've called him overrated. I had the, the backtrack on that because the boy bad, man. I'm not taking nothing away from my homes. I'm just tired of people calling him the greatest quarterback ever, and he only had about three or four good seasons. He only been in the damn league four seasons, five seasons. So we can't prematurely call people the best ever. You leave that to the goats like Brady and LeBron and, you know, people like that. So with all that being said, like I say, man, I got Chiefs 38-27, I believe, the defense of the Chiefs will make more plays than the defense of the Bengals. And I think uh, Kelsey's going to have a big game and Tyreek and all that. So that's what I'm looking for uh, this Sunday. Also, we got San Francisco and the Rams. Let's talk about that. These are two division rivals. The 49ers have beaten the Rams six straight times. Six. They play each other two times a year because they're in the same division. So 49ers done beat them three seasons in a row, swept them in the regular season. All right, this past year, this past season, week nine, 49ers beat the Rams 31-10 in San Francisco. And week 18, about two, three weeks ago, 49ers beat the Rams 27 to 24 in LA just to make the playoffs. 49ers had to have the game and they got the game. They were down 17 to nothing at halftime and they came all the way back and beat the Rams. This very same Rams team. So 49ers have been playing with house money since they got in the playoffs because they barely got in. And look where they are. Just like just like not Kansas City, just like Cincinnati, pretty much. So, my X factor for the game is Debo Samuel. Debo is coming out the backfield. He in the slot. He spread out wide. He in the wildcat. Debo all over the place, man. He is an X factor. He is something to be reckoned with. And you can really, you really can't stop Debo Samuel. You can only contain him. He is turning out to be the ultimate football player. The ultimate weapon. That's why I'm calling him an X-Factor for this game because this team going to go as Debo go. Even though Jimmy G, the quarterback of the 49ers, will choke. He will gag. They call him Jimmy Gag now, man, because he's been blowing games. Luckily, 49ers have been holding on because they held on uh, – even though Jimmy G been trying to get the games away or whatnot, even with the Cowboys, y'all know what, yeah, y'all know the Cowboys game. He tried to get it to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys just wouldn't pick it up and take it. But anyway, the Rams they better protect Matthew Stafford just like they protected him against the Buccaneers, cause 
We couldn't get too much pressure on them. They fumbled the ball so many times. We'll talk about that game in a minute, but I don't know. I think the Rams, I got the Rams in this game. I was I was looking at the 49, but it's so hard to beat a team three times in the same season. It rarely ever happens. This reminds me of last year when the Saints beat the Buccaneers both times in the regular season. Not this past season, but the, the season before. When, we, when the Bucs went, went on to win the Super Bowl and uh, the playoffs, Buccaneers won the game, retired Drew Brees. This reminds me of a, a similar situation. So I'm taking the Rams 27 to 20 over the 49ers, and I got the Chiefs and the Rams going to the Super Bowl because it just feels right. Rams will be at home in SoFi. At the Super Bowl, just like the Bucks was at home at Raymond James last year at the Super Bowl. So if it if it happens like this, that means the Chiefs will have to play another road game in the Super Bowl. This never happened. Last year we finally had a team make it to the Super Bowl on their home turf. I think we're going to have it two years in a row because I think the Rams going to get there. It's hard as hell to beat a team three times, man. So, 49ers, y'all had a good fight. I just think the Rams are a little bit better than y'all and they're going to get the job done because they feel like they have to. The Chiefs and the Rams are under immense pressure this Sunday. Bengals and the 49ers playing with house money. Anything could happen. I could be totally wrong just like I was last week. And we could have a damn Cincinnati 49 Super Bowl. But uh, I don't think so. Remains to be seen. We'll be talking about this next week with all the uh, results come in. Now, speaking of results, let's talk about what just happened this past Saturday and Sunday with the divisional round playoffs. Tell you how the Bengals got to where they at. They beat the Titans. 19 to 16 last Saturday. I said the Titans defense had nine sacks, man. Burrow got sacked nine times and somehow won the game because that Ryan Tannehill choked three interceptions. And the last interception was terrible. He threw it right in triple damn coverage. Threw the interception right in triple coverage. Gave Cincinnati the ball. Damn near midfield. They made a pass, went down there, got a field goal range, kicked the game with a field goal. It was over with. Crushed the Titans, they fans, and everybody in the South. Because I feel like most of the South was rooting for the Titans, man. You got Derrick Henry. King Henry came back off that injury. He was down for 10 weeks. Came back for the playoffs. He played okay. You know, you could tell he was a little rusty, but he still played played hard. Julio Jones was there. They got a hell of a team. AJ AJ Brown. The defense so strong. Pass rush impeccable. And even the offensive line was okay because Ryan Tannehill didn't get sacked that much. But he happened to throw three interceptions. It's time for Tennessee to get a quarterback. Tannehill is going to have them like the Cowboys. I tweeted this out too. I said the Tennessee Titans are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. And that's what it looked like. 
I just don't think Tannehill is it, man. They need to get them another quarterback. I'm trying to. I don't know about Deshaun Watson, man. I don't. I don't know what's going on with him and his situation. I heard a lot of teams are not interested in him because of the situation he got going on, the cases that I haven't heard anything about, the legal cases. None of that been resolved. But Deshaun Watson, ladies and gentlemen, was a top five, top seven quarterback in the NFL two seasons ago. He did not play a single game. This season, ain't nobody seen or heard from Deshaun Watson. I don't know where yet. But the boy is a hell of a player, man. He's only 20, what, 25, 26 years old. I don't know. I just hope that's not the end of his career. I hope he can bounce back from whatever that's going on, man. Get these skeletons out the closet. Go on, get this thing settled. Because you need to be on a team like the Tennessee Titans and getting them boys over the hump. Because I feel like somebody like, like Watson on them Titans with all that talent, man, to the moon. That's what I believe. But anyway, the Bengals got the job done, man, 19 to 16, so they moving on. Let's talk about the game that happened Saturday night. 49ers went up into that zero degree uh, Lambeau Field to face them Packers. I said it was too cold for the 49ers. First drive of the game. Packers got the ball, went straight down the field, scored a touchdown. After that, they got three points. Three points the whole rest of the game. Whole three and a half quarters. That's all they could muster up. The 49ers, ladies and gentlemen, won this game with two field goals and a block punt for a touchdown. They blocked the punt. Ball was in the air about 10 seconds. I swear, I ain't nobody know where the ball was. It happened to fall out the sky. The guy from the 49ers pick it up at the five-yard line walking the end zone. We got a tie ball game. No offense whatsoever for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers could not score. Embarrassing. Stephen A. said that was the worst loss in Aaron Rodgers' playoff career. And he had some bad loss. Aaron Rodgers, man, I don't know. It, that, that, that's a stain on his legacy. You couldn't score. Over 10 points, you at home in your elements, you can't beat the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers is 0-4 in the playoffs against the 49ers. 0-4. That's bad, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers in a minute. But the 49ers did what they had to do, man. Defense and special team wins championships too. And they on their way to the conference championship. With a chance to make the Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers could score over 10 points. Take it for whatever y'all want to take it for. <laughs> Alright, now let's talk about this game, which I really don't want to talk about, but I gotta get it off my chest. The Rams beat the Buccaneers 30 to 27. Buccaneers was at home, man. Crowd was on fire. Rams came out on fire. Yes, they did. They came out. Right down the field, scored. They had the lead. The lead was 27-3 mid-third quarter. And something happened. Rams started fumbling their ass off. They fumbled right before halftime where they could have went up because the score was 20-3 at halftime. It could have went up. They got the ball back, went right down the field, scored. Fumbled three more times. Buccaneers started taking advantage of those fumbles because we kept scoring. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown. 
Brady threw a hell of a bomb to Mike Evans. The prettiest pass you'll ever see. Mike Evans burnt Jalen Ramsey. Touchdown. Buccaneers get the ball. We right there. Could not convert the fourth down. I don't know, man. Dominican Sue played a hell of a game. He struck the ball from Cam Akers. We get the ball back. Go right down the field. Score the uh, tying touchdown with 42 seconds left in the game. 42 seconds left in the game. I'm crying tears of joy thinking, oh, we about to come back just like we did. Brady, just like Brady did in the Super Bowl against the Falcons from 28-3. Came all the way back. Same mid-third quarter. Took it to overtime, won a Super Bowl in overtime. I'm thinking the same thing. Deja vu. Deja vu. But what happens? Um, I think he kicked the ball out of bounds too. Cause our damn kicker kicked the ball out of bounds twice, giving the Rams the ball on the 40-yard line, short field. All right, I'm gonna give Cooper Cup all the credit in the world. Nobody can guard Cooper Cup. Nobody. Cooper Cup is probably one of the, the top three receivers in the NFL. That white boy that can ball. Much respect to him. Matt Stafford getting a lot of love, man. Matt Stafford, he ain't, I don't know. Matt Stafford, he always been uh, probably between 7 and 10, maybe 12 in the top quarterbacks. He's between 7 and 12 in top quarterbacks. Nobody been talking about Matthew Stafford as a top five quarterback. Top tier quarterback. He alright. But he's been playing good. He's been playing pretty good. He's got a great team. Odell Beckham is coming out. And he he's pre- providing him with somebody who can get open in space. Who, who can catch the ball. Got stickums for hands. He's got a good offensive line. Um, This is a great team. I, I take nothing away from the Rams. But I just thought... That Brady would not let this team lose. And he didn't let the team lose. The damn defense let him down. Man, when I tell you, I looked at this play. The 44-yard bomb that Matthew Stafford threw to Cooper Cup to put them in field goal range with three seconds left to kick the game winning walk-off field goal from like 27 yards. And I was having nightmares about that play because when I saw it and he caught the ball I just dropped my head right then I didn't even look at the damn field goal because I knew he was gonna make it I said that's over that's ball game I sat there puzzled for about 30 minutes after the game trying to figure out why in the hell would Todd Bowles call a corner blitz cover zero on a when it's only 20 seconds left in the game and they got to get in a field goal range. It's a tie ball game. We can go to overtime. They was on their other side of the 50. They was on their side of the 50. They were not about to kick a 70-yard field goal. If we could just hold them. I don't, I don't understand. But corner blitz came. Murphy Bunton, I tried to blame Murphy Bunton, but I, I don't know who, I don't know if Todd Bowles called this. I don't know if Levante David did not get the call in, didn't audible, because he said everybody didn't blitz. And sure as hell they didn't, because Levante David did not blitz. He started the blitz and he stopped. He was caught in the middle. 
By the time he looked up, the ball was over his head. All Whitfield could do was try to run as fast as he can to catch Cooper Cup. But guess what? When the wide receiver like Cup is in the slot and he's doing a straight line and he got 10-yard head start running and you had to backpedal and turn around, he already got five yards on you. You could run a 4-2 and still not catch him. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly how the Buccaneers lost. Because I believe it would, if it would have went to overtime, I don't care who got the damn ball first. Brady was going to pull that game out in overtime. Shh. But I'm over it. Rams won. I hope Brady don't retire. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I don't want, I don't want my boy to go out like that. I, I I don't know. I was hurt by that, man. I was really hurt by that game. And I normally don't get hurt by games like that or just a game. But, man, to lose like that, that was bad. That was bad. All right. Anyway, rounds are it. They in there. They may go to the Super Bowl. They may win the Super Bowl. But props to uh, the Rams. Kansas City and Buffalo. Now, this is the game everybody was talking about. This was the main event Sunday night. The game was wild. The, one of the wildest endings of a football game I've ever seen from the last two minutes. Three touchdowns scored and a damn field goal with 13 seconds left in the game. Buffalo scored a touchdown with 13 seconds left in the game. Mahomes. Two plays get from the 25 all the way to his side of the 25 with two plays in 13 seconds. How do you do it? I don't, well, you got to have two timeouts because they had two timeouts and you got to have uh, fast receivers like uh, Tyreek Hill, even Kelsey, who's a tight end, smart, get there, get to the spot, get down, call a timeout. And that's what they did. Give the kicker some credit because he booted that. What is it, 49-yard field goal? Went to overtime. Corn flip. Chiefs win the corn flip. Straight down the field. Ball game. That's exactly what happened. And speaking of overtime, I'm going to talk about all these people on the internet and everywhere else talking about they need to change the overtime rules. No, they don't need to change the overtime rules. The teams need to play some damn defense. That's exactly what needs to be happening because you can't be changing the rules all the time. Even Josh Allen said, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would be fine with it. You can't keep changing the rules every time we get an overtime game and people say, oh, I wish I want Josh Allen to have the ball. I wanted to see you. You can't do that. Let me tell you what I tweeted out about this. I'm going to explain my tweet and read my tweet real quick. I said they already changed the overtime rules like five years ago. Defense should at least held them to a field goal. Then they will have gotten the ball with a chance to extend the game or win. You can't play a game forever. You cannot play a game forever. You can't have you score, I score. You score, I, you can't do that. At some point, somebody got to stop somebody. That's the name of the game. That's why you got offense, you got defense, you got special teams. Now, years ago, 
what it used to be, you flip the coin, go to overtime. Whoever score first, anything, field goal, safety, whatever, the game is over. So if you get the ball, you go down there, make you three chunk plays, you kick a 50-yard field goal when the game is over. Now you got to score an actual touchdown. So if you get that ball and you don't score a touchdown, even if you kick the field goal, the other team get the ball and they get a chance to go down and score a touchdown or kick a field goal. That's why we get ties now because I've seen two ties where teams, both teams got the ball, kicked field goals, and couldn't score again. So we got a tie. In the playoffs, that would not happen because you got to have a winner in the playoffs. So they probably would have played until midnight if you score a touchdown for touchdown. You can't do that. First team score touchdown wins. That's how overtime should be. Ain't no need to change no damn overtime because they done done it already. Y'all want these boys to play off for six hours. Have you played football before? You know how much wear and tear that is on your body, even to play a damn three and a half hour game, a regulation game. Anyway, you know, you just can't please everybody, man, with the rule. But the rules are the rules. Sometimes you got to stop some damn body, man. You got to. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So that's how we got to where we at, man, with the Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams, the final four teams going head-to-head this Sunday to see who's going to make it to that Super Bowl on February 13th, I believe. Yeah, February 13th, Super Bowl. And so far, Michael Irvin said the Cowboy were going to be so far and so far. He said that before the season started. Michael Irvin, the trip, man. How about them Cowboys? See, wait, how about them Cowboys? How about them? Padre, how about them Cowboys? Yeah. They still at home, man. Dak still didn't get the snap off. Steven, they been clowning them. Still clowning them. He said the best player of the uh, playoffs was Dak not getting the snap off. And I agree with that. So, it is what it is, man. Uh, I got to talk about Brady and Aaron Rodgers real quick. I got to. Uh, I'm going to keep it real quick with this. Tom Brady, will he return or retire? I got mixed emotions about this. I think it's a 50-50 chance. I think it's 50-50. I was leaning after the game. I said, Brady can't go out like this. The GOAT can't go out like this, man. Almost you right there. You can't go out like this, GOAT. You got to come on back. But what I heard on Monday, was it Tuesday morning? When Brady said on his podcast, Let's Go podcast, he has with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald on CXM Radio. Um, on Monday nights, he has that podcast at uh, 8 o'clock. Brady said, of course, it's going to be his a family decision with three kids, his wife. You know, his wife been wanting him to retire since about seven, eight years ago. Brady done won about three, four Super Bowls since then. But that's neither here nor there. What I the the main word phrase that I heard from Brady that made me question this was that he said he was he would be satisfied if he retired. I've never heard 
Brady being satisfied about anything his whole 22-year career. He won a Super Bowl. He ready for the next one. Just last year, after the Super Bowl, number seven, they asked him, would he come back? He said, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm coming back. We going to run it back. That was the whole plan. Everybody came back on the team. People took pay cuts. Hell, Brady took a pay cut. We want to bring everybody back because we going to run it back. They almost did, but almost don't count. Had a lot of injuries this year, a lot of ups and downs. Brady had a hell of a season. Probably should win MVP, in my opinion. But I just don't think he should go out like this. But you can't, I mean, you can't blame him. If he goes out, wants to be, do whatever, he got a lot of business ventures. Brady can do anything he wants to do. 44 years old. He said he want to play till he's 45. He'll turn 45 August the 3rd, right before the season starts. But we're going to let Brady take time. Him, Giselle, the kids, y'all go Costa Rica somewhere, man, for about two weeks. Get your mind right, man. Let me read what Brady said on Twitter, man. He put this tweet out uh, yesterday, man. And I'm going to read this word for word from Brady. He says, I understand that at this stage of my career, there's going to be interest in my future whenever a season ends. But this week, all that's on my mind is the gratitude I have for this team and the fans that have supported us all year long. This year has been incredibly rewarding personally and professionally. And I am appreciative of everyone who's worked their ass off to help our team achieve so much. He went on to say, I always want to win. I think I think that's pretty apparent by now, but that doesn't mean it equates losing to failure, especially when you go out fighting the way we did. There's so much to appreciate in a season like this when you're surrounded by a team that believes in each other and plays for the people standing on either side of them. I'll spare you the man in the arena quote, but that feeling is something that I promise I'll never take for granted. To everyone that was a part of this this year, thank you. I love you all. That's from the GOAT Tom Brady. So, to me, it sounded like a thank you post like he does at the end of every season. But some of those words were in past tense, and it made me feel like he might be hanging up the cleats. I don't know, man. I, I really can't say. I'm really 50-50 on this. I think it's going to be Giselle. Giselle's going to have to, he's going to have to talk Giselle and say, hey, man, one more year. I hope he come back for one more year. I really do. Brady don't want a farewell tour. He don't want that. He just want to win. I believe he want to go out on top with that number eight, the eighth ring. But if he goes out, man, he ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Brady done did everything. He ain't got to do nothing else. But for my selfish reasons and my fandom, I want the GOAT to come back one more year at least. I wish he never retired. Just like I wish LeBron never retired. I wish Nick Saban to never retire. But I know it's going to come that day. I just hope that day ain't in the near future. Brady, I love you. I've been a fan since since damn his rookie season with the Patriots. And I followed Brady. 
from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. And I just don't want to see him go out like this. I want him to go out on top. And I hope he can run it back. One more year. Just give me one more year, Brady. That's me. Give me one more year. Give me one more chance, Brady. I sound like a begging-ass fan, but, <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. The GOAT has spoken, and we are waiting to see what he's going to do. Speaking of waiting to see what somebody going to do, Aaron Rodgers, oh, discount double check, A-Rod, number 12, Green Bay Packers, Hall of Famer, no doubt. Probably going to win the MVP this year. That'll make four. MVPs, but he only got one Super Bowl. Only one. He'd have been playing what 17 years? Only got one Super Bowl. That ain't gonna do it, Aaron Rodgers. You need more than that, dog. So he played terrible. He had probably his worst playoff game ever. The numbers wouldn't show up, but the play on the field show it. I understand it was cold out there. Hell, everybody was cold. You couldn't scope a 10 point dog. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers been been making a lot of noise this year man about being uh immunized and not getting the vaccine and talking about he probably was gonna boycott the super bowl if he had to take the vaccine all that stuff man but now it feels like he's holding the packers a little hostage because he's gonna take his time about making a decision is he gonna retire does he want to come back to the packers or does he want to demand a trade because he still got year I think a year or two left on his deal. So he'll have to get traded. The Packers say that they'll do whatever he want to do. They want him to come back. He might not want to come back. I'm thinking the Broncos. John Elway, all I got to do pick up the phone. Hey, man, you want to come over here? Continue your legacy over here. When I need a quarterback really bad. Come on to the Broncos. We got a ready-made team. Defense is spectacular. One of the best defenses in the league. The O-line is pretty good. We got a nice young running back. Receivers, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick. Got Noah Fan at tight end. Hell, we got money. You could bring Devontae Adams over here. We'll give him 20 million a year. Think about that. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers in Denver in the same division with Pat Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. Ooh-wee, you talking about some fireworks in that AFC West. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers want that smoke, y'all. I really don't know because he in that easy-ass NFC, um, NFC, what is it, North, with the Bears and the Lions and the Vikings. He had to play every year two times. And that's why they're so good. Just like the Cowboys. You win all them games in the division, and you win the division almost every year, and you get to the playoffs, and you choke. Aaron Rodgers ain't no different from Dak Prescott, in my opinion. The only difference is he played about 10 more years more than um, Dak Prescott, and he won a Super Bowl 12 years ago. That's the only difference, for real. But Aaron Rodgers, I give him credit, man. I'm not a hater. The dude is immensely talented, hell of a thrower of the um, football, smart quarterback, but in big moments, he always comes up small. That's the difference between him and Tom Brady. Because even when Brady lose, he ain't going out like no punk. Brady going to go out and give it all he got, man. Brady, 90% of the time, 
is going to go out swinging and he ain't going to play bad. He done played bad a few games in the playoffs. I can remember Brady had probably three, four, five games in the playoffs where he played bad, but he done played 50 damn playoff games. So, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, man. I don't think he's going back to Green Bay. I really don't because if he wanted to go back, he would already say, hey, man, we're coming back. Y'all need to go and sign my boy on um, Adams. Y'all need to get me another receiver, get these some of these scrolls off the team and um, build my offensive lineup, and we're going to run it back. I don't think he's going to come back. I'm thinking, I'm really thinking the Broncos, they need to get a coach that Aaron Rodgers won't want to have over there and an offensive coordinator. I was thinking the Raiders maybe. Got to see who the coach going to be. Maybe the Saints. Sean Payton gone. He done stepped down, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know who going to coach the Saints. <sighs> Even the Colts. The Colts will probably be a perfect place for Aaron Rodgers. With that offensive line and that damn running back Jonathan Taylor they got. And they got some receivers too in that defense. Aaron Rodgers go to the Colts. They probably going straight to the Super Bowl. But <sighs> I just don't know. I just don't know. My top five places that Aaron Rodgers may go, I got Broncos one. I got Colts two. I got Raiders three. I got Saints four. And who I had five? I had another team for five. I can't think of that other team off the top. Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh long shot. But I think Mike Tomlin can probably get him though. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be with Green Bay next year. I don't think he's going to retire either. He may retire and then come back right before the season starts. He would do a snake move like that. He'll probably retire, go uh, host Jeopardy for a season, then come back probably two weeks before the season starts and sign with one of the mother team. I don't know, man, but it is what it is. I wish him the best at whatever he do. Still don't think he's the MVP, even though he may win it this year. But, yeah. That's what's going on with Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They could retire. They could come back. I don't know. It remains to be seen. We'll be looking at this story in the weeks to come. So, that's what it is, man. That is what it is. It's going down. Dog, we still got to talk about basketball. I got my Bama Hoots love-hate story to talk about. I got these Lakers, man. This NBA top five, bottom five. So I'm going to take a small break, y'all. Make sure you follow all the social media platforms at Sports Talk JB. Download that Anchor app if you don't have it so you can get the show. Spotify. Do what you got to do. Get Sports Talking with JB on your phone, on your tablet, in your car, in your ear hole. I'm going to take a small break. I'll be right back. Sports talking with JB. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I just want that. Money, 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 money. Money. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I'm just trying to step my cheese. I just want that bad though. I just want that. Money, money, money. And we are back live, Sports Talking with JB, Podcast Wednesday, episode number 22. Appreciate everybody for following us on all the social media platforms. Everybody for sharing this podcast to your people. It's easy to send in a text message, a DM or whatever. Share it, tag somebody in it. 
I appreciate all the love and support I've been getting, man. Because these viewers, these listeners have been going up. And season three is going to be epic. I can promise you that. I know I don't post a lot on IG and on uh, Facebook and the YouTube. But all that's going to change when season three comes. Because we're going to have a lot of visuals. Keyword visual. Coming up real soon. But appreciate y'all for kicking it with your boy, man. Air wins tonight on this podcast. Now, before we get up out of here, I still got to talk my basketball Bama Hoops I got a love-hate story about Bama Hoops And we're going to talk about the NBA, the Lakers, and all that But first, things first That damn Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team Boy, I tell you They had your pressure up, man Like you just ate a big bag of skins Tater skins Poke rinds All that With hot sauce And extra salt Cayenne pepper had your pressure all the way up, man. But I tell you this here. I'm just going to give you the the, the, the quick rundown of, of the situation. Because I know I talk about them a lot. That's my team. We're going to talk about them. I talked about Nate Oates and how he need to take some responsibility. And, you know, he, he need to take some of the fall with the team, with the guys. Because those his guys. And he the coach. So you got to take some criticism with it. But anyway... We are 13 and 7, ladies and gentlemen. 4 and 4 in the SEC. That's only good enough for 7th place out of 14 SEC teams. We middle of the damn pack. We still got a lot of games left. We got about what? 13, 14 games left. But uh, I saw uh, Coach Oates on the fine ball show today, man. Talking about we got plenty of games left to play our best basketball. But you know what, man? Some got the shape. And they got to shake real quick. I'm talking about this week, this weekend, from this Saturday to next Saturday. We got three games against top-ranked teams. All of them going to be on ESPN for everybody to see. This Saturday, Coleman Coliseum versus the number four Baylor Bears, the champions from last year. They was undefeated until about two weeks ago and then lost two games in a row. But Baylor is number four, ladies and gentlemen. And we're playing them at 3 o'clock this Saturday afternoon. It's going to be on ESPN. The games at Coleman Coliseum, I saw on, on they posted on social media, going to be a whiteout. Everybody got well white. I may or may not attend that game. I I don't know, man. They, they kind of been turning me off. I done been to a few games and... Throughout the whole um, Nate O's era, man, over these three, three, four years, I done been to quite a few games. And I love supporting my team. But if they going to be losing these stupid-ass games, it just makes me sick. This is a game I believe they'll win. I really believe they'll win one of these games here, but then they'll turn around and lose to a team like Georgia like they did last night. Despicable, man. Despicable loss. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I believe these next three are must win. At least two out of three. At least give me two out of these next three, man. Because these are some top-tier games we got. Okay, we got Saturday against Baylor. Then you got Tuesday against Auburn. At Auburn, number one Auburn for the first time in ever, 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 ever. Auburn has been number one in basketball. They almost lost last night, too. They won by one point against Missouri. 
Auburn struggled. But we got that ad next Tuesday. We got to win that game. I don't care if we lose the rest of the game this season. As long as we beat Auburn next Tuesday night in they uh, arena. I don't even know the name of their damn arena. But we got to beat Bruce Pearl till he turned purple. We got to beat them, man. We got to knock them off that number one pedestal. That will really make me, that will up, that will get me so upbeat, feel so good about this team. We just beat Auburn the way they did us two weeks ago. How they was on our court and trying to show us up at the end of that game. I was so pissed off about that loss. And then they tried to brag about it. We got some fun. Tuesday, February 1st at Auburn. 8 o'clock on ESPN, and they selling them damn tickets for $700, $800. Man, please. Y'all need y'all ass whooped for selling them tickets that damn high. But anyway, we got something for y'all, Auburn. And then next Saturday, we got Kentucky coming to Coleman. The number 12 Kentucky Wildcats. That's a 7 o'clock prime time tip-off on ESPN. Three straight games this Saturday. Tuesday, next Saturday, all three on ESPN against ranked opponents, top the ranked opponents, Baylor, Auburn, Kentucky. We got to do something, man. We can't look. Imagine if we lose all three of them games. Man, please. We'll be looking at 13 and 10 and what, 4 or 6 in the SEC? Mm-mm. We, we, <laughs> we looking at NIT tournament we do that. We got to win at least two of the three. We got to. But, I mean, this right here is going to tell us. This is going to let me know if we got that fight. If we got that hard, then they don't say that the team got some fight in them. They going to have to show it this Saturday, next Tuesday, next Saturday. That's where it started, man. I don't want no excuses, none of that. Talking about somebody heard all that. I know Darius Miles went down. But, I mean, he was coming off the bench barely, you know, playing – 15 minutes a game. Keon Ellis played. He back. He got banged up. He back. We got Quinterly. He got to play better. J.D. Davis is starting now. He got to play better. He got to, to put his stamp on the game. J.D. got to come out there and put pedal to the middle. I like that he's playing calm. He's not turning the ball over like he was early in the season like Westbrook. He's, he's managing the game. Getting Shaq all his shots. But J.D. got to get him some shots too. JD got to get to that rim, man. Get to the free throw line. If they leave you open for the three, set your feet, take your time, make the shot. JD got a lot of upside, man. Lots of upside. I'm afraid the way the team's playing and the way him not being so aggressive that his draft stock is falling, he probably going to be a late first round if he come out right now. But the boy got hella upside. But as a team, we are immensely talented, but... We ain't getting it all together, man. Nate Oates got to get these guys together. I thought we were better than what we are. Shackleford is a good player. Quinterly is a good player. JD, Keon Ellis, I thought he was the best player on the team, best all-around player. He comes and goes. Benny Yako, I don't even know, man. He's tall for no reason. Uh, Charles Benny Yako plays soft for a seven-footer, man. You got to get at the rim. You got to block shots. You got to get it off the glass, slam the ball back in. 
You got to be tough down there, Beniaco, and I ain't been seeing that, man. He plays a little timid, a little soft to me. Nola girl, Noah Gurley, same thing, man. Noah, Noah Gurley, call Noah. Noah Gurley was supposed to be the key, one of the key guys. Okay, he had he hasn't he hasn't showed me anything. He's had a, a, a couple good games where he's scoring double figures and you know done a lot of the dirty work. Clean up, man. Jawan Gary, man. He's going to be key. We got Rojas back. Rojas is another clean up, man. Tough uh, defender. Get up in you. Get loose balls. We need all that, man. We need all that and some. So, I'm I'm looking for us to go on a little three-game run, man. We got to, we got to give it all, all these three games. And we come out with these three wins, we'll be in a great position. And, boy, I'm talking about some quality wins. This is what I love, okay? We beat Gonzaga, who is number three in the country right now. We beat Gonzaga um, back in December in Seattle on their turf. Beat them by nine points, 11 points, actually. Turn around and beat Houston that next Saturday. The following Saturday, we beat Houston. They came to see us at Coleman. That was a great game. We beat them at the, on, uh, at the end of the game. Re real tight, close defensive game. Dog fight. Houston is number 14. We got a win over Tennessee. Beat them a couple weeks ago. They're number 14. Wait a minute. How is it two number 14? Anyway, I guess they tied for number 14. That's so stupid. But we got a win over Tennessee. Then we got a win on number 13, LSU. We beat them last week. So, we got some good wins. I love those wins. But I hate these losses. We lost to Memphis. Got the dog crap beat out of us in Memphis about a month ago, man. They beat us by like 18, 20 points. Memphis is 10 and 8. Not good. Penny Hardaway is having a rough time with those guys. He's playing a lot of freshmen. Got a young team. And that's that's looking like a bad loss for us. We lost to Davidson. Remember that? We had that game uh, in Birmingham. We're supposed to be playing Colorado State, but they couldn't come because COVID. And Davidson showed up and beat our ass in Birmingham. That's not a bad loss, so to speak, because Davidson is 16-2, and two, but they're playing the damn 18. That's like playing um, a damn uh, junior high school or high school, college team playing a high school. Davidson is well coached though. I can't I can't I can't now them too much because they always made the tournament. Steph Curry played for Davis. They 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 are a great program, but Alabama's supposed to be another tier above them. You can't let them come to your state, your turf, and beat you like that. That's why I hate that loss. And this other loss right here, Missouri, even though we avenged that loss last weekend when we beat Missouri this past Saturday. Uh, when they came to Coleman, we lost to Missouri. Remember we lost to Missouri? They put up 92 points on us a couple weeks ago. That's a bad loss. Missouri is 8-11, and 11, and one of them wins was against us. Bad loss. That's one of the worst teams in the SEC. But the worst team in the SEC beat us last night, Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia is 6-14, and 14, and they are – Number 14 in the SEC. Dead last. And they got a win on Bama. Come on, man. 
Georgia beat us in football. Now they beat us in basketball. But this team sorry as hell, man. They got walk-ons out there playing. They best players are hurt. Some of their best players have transferred out. This team is a dumpster fire, and they beat us by six points last night. Terrible loss. We show no heart, no energy, no fight. I can't believe that. That was the most embarrassing loss I've seen us have in years. Since that loss where Avery Johnson was the coach, and we lost to uh, damn what team was that we lost to? I can't even remember that damn team. Norfolk State or uh, some team we lost to in the damn NIT in, in Avery Johnson last game. This is the most embarrassing loss since then. Come on, we got to get it together, man. And then they always got the nerve to get on fireball today talking about we got a lot of game left to turn it around. You damn right we got to turn it around, coach. We ain't got that many damn games. What, about 12, 13 more? Shit, win them all. Win them all. At least win nine or ten of these next games. Get us to 20 wins. 21, 22 wins. Come on, man. We got to do better than this. We got now Bama from what happened last year. We won the SEC regular season and the tournament. Then we went to the Sweet 16 with the overtime with UCLA, who's a top five team right now. Could have beat them. Okay. We are expected. The expectation, not just by Bama fans, but around the the nation Bama got to get back in that sweet 16 and go a little further this time maybe elite eight maybe final four we knocking off top teams we can't lose to these bottom feeders that's bad that's bad on your resume don't lose to these bottom feeders you supposed to beat these teams by 20 points these memphis these missouri's these georgias you supposed to beat them by 15 20 points man Come on now, get it together. Get it together. I'm, I'm going to give y'all one more chance. I'm going to give y'all three more chances. Baylor, Auburn, Kentucky. Win these games. Give me two or three. Give me two out of the three, man. I'll be all right with two out of the three. But I really want this Auburn game. I really want this Baylor game. I want the Kentucky too. But we got to win these games, man. I don't want to feel like an entitled fan. But following this team like I do, man, watching all these games, being right there, man, and just knowing where we came from, from the Avery Johnson, having Colin Sexton and all that, Kyra Lewis, we got all these draft picks, Herb Jones is succeeding. J.D. Davis is probably going to be next, man. We... We got a hell of a class coming in next season with these All-American, two McDonald's All-Americans. Never had, man. Come on. Come on, man. I'm going to give Nate Oates the, the benefit of, of the doubt. I'm going to let him fix this because it's his job. Him and his coaching staff, they got to fix this. You got to make the players play. Y'all played good early in the season. What's going on? You can't be slumping in the middle of the season and then try to turn it up. It's going to be too late. You got to go and get up in there and get it. It's time to get it. It's go time, Bama. I'm just doing a little pelt. I'm trying to pelt myself out of it. But I'm not looking for a letdown. I'm trying to look for some uplift. If we beat Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky, 
We back on track. We ain't even ranked right now, man. We got highs number nine, and then we fell down. We ain't even ranked no more. Auburn number one. No, man. Auburn, y'all stay number one until next Tuesday. Whoever y'all play this weekend, beat them, because we got some for y'all Tuesday. We sure do. Man. Ooh. Boy, 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 I'm hyped. Let me let me start talking about Bama. But that's my love-hate story right there with Bama. I love the good wins we got when we play hard. But I hate the bad losses and when we don't play with effort and when we lack luster out there and coach putting everything on the team and not him. I hate all that. But I love my school. I love my team. And I'm riding with them. I still got faith. I ain't gave up yet, y'all. I ain't gave up. But you got to show me something. And you got to show me something real soon. To my right now. All right. Before I get up out of here, man, we got to do my top five, bottom five NBA. And talk about my Lakers for a minute. Let's go with the top five, bottom five. I got a little change, a few little changes in it this, this week. Top five teams in the NBA. Phoenix Suns still number one. It, that ain't changed. They are 37 and nine. They look like they're going to be the number one seed in the West because they just keep winning. They may lose a game, then they win five straight. But the Suns are playing great ball. Well coached too. Number two, Golden State Warriors. Draymond been out. Golden State still been winning. Clay in and out the lineup trying to get his groove back. Steph is not shooting well, but you got guys like Jordan Poole and Kaminga and uh, Otto Porter and uh, what's the other uh, Gary Payton on the, on the second. You got a lot of guys out there that's playing good ball. Wiggins. So Golden State is a deep team. When they get Draymond back. And Clay comes back for good and not in and out the lineup, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. They are 35 and 13 right now. Golden State is they they the second team, second best team. The third best team in the NBA, though Memphis Grizzlies. They some dogs over there, man. John Morant playing at a high level MVP conversation. They are 32 and 17. They fell off the grid just a little bit. They done lost a couple games, but they're still the third team in JB's top five. Number four team in the top five, the Milwaukee Bucks, man. They not been talked about a lot. I done slept on them a little bit. They only 30 and 19, but they been in and out of lineup. Giannis, sometime he play, he don't have Drew, uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. I believe when everybody plays and they all healthy and they full go, that's a hard team to beat, especially in the seven-game series, the way they just won that title last year, and Giannis got all that uh, confidence. That's going to be a hard team for anybody to beat in a playoff game, playoff series. So they're number four. And number five, I had to take the Bulls off because the Bulls are beat up, man. The Bulls got injuries everywhere. And Brooklyn Nets because KD is out. They losing. Kyrie can only play role games. Jane Horn frustrated. So I got the Miami Heat because they are actually, as we speak, the number one team in the East at 30 and 17. The Miami Heat has been playing great ball, man. They have came on strong. Got to give them some credit, man. Uh, Jimmy Butler's balling. He got a lot of guys out there that's balling with him. And the Heat look like it'll be a force to be reckoned with. The bottom five. Five bottom feeders in the league. Now, this is going to come to a surprise. 
the fifth worst team in the league. I just had to put them in here because last night, ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Wizards, I know they're 23 and 25. I know this. I know it's probably about seven, eight teams worse than them in, in um the record, uh, record-wise. But they let the Clippers come back from 35 points down in the third quarter and beat them last night. The One of the, the uh, biggest comebacks in NBA history happened. The Wizards, y'all, who started off on fire, they started off real good. They've been losing their ass off lately. That's why they got a losing record. But the Clippers, not even the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. No. Ty Lue benched all the starters. Paul George ain't even been playing. He hurt. Kawhi ain't played all season. He Marcus Morris. All them boys got benched. Um, Nick Patoon, Reggie Jackson. He had uh who he had? Terrence Mann, I done some dude named Coffee, and Luke Kennard. And they came all the way back and beat the Brakes, beat the Wizards. Luke Kennard scored seven points in, in, in um nine seconds. How do you do that? He scored seven points in nine. So he did the Reggie Miller on the Wizards and won the game. He had one three from about 32 feet. Won the game, beat the Wizards, came all the way back in Washington. That's crazy. That's why they number five in my bottom five. Because you cannot let a team come back from 35 points and beat your ass at home any day of the week and not be in the bottom five. Washington Wizards, that's where y'all at. All right, fourth Sars team, Houston Rockets, they are 14 and 34. Garbage. They trying to trade John Wall to the Lakers. I don't want no damn John Wall. They asking for too much. They try Westbrook for Wall. I'd rather keep Westbrook. Ain't don't nobody want John Wall. He ain't played. Y'all ain't letting the man play. You don't know if John Wall can play or not. He ain't played. Well, he played 40 games in the past two seasons? Three seasons? Hell no. Houston, y'all are dumps to fire over there. Another team, the third bottom feeder, is the OKC Thunder, who have a young team. They just need they need guidance over there. Shea Gildas Alexander is a good player, borderline all-star, but they just he ain't got no damn help over there in uh, OKC, man. OKC, I don't know. Third worst team in the league at 14 and 33. The second worst team is them Detroit Pistons at 11 and 36. K. Cutterham went off last night, though. He had 35 points, uh, eight rebounds, eight assists, four steals. That was his best game uh, of his young rookie career. It's kind of hard to be good when your team, you ain't got a lot around you, man. I hope Detroit turn it around because Detroit used to be a force, man. Them bad boy Pistons, and then they turn around in the early 2000s with Ben Wallace and all them boys. They won the championship, Rip Hamilton, uh, Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace. And I don't know, Detroit just hadn't been good lately, man. They haven't. And it's, it's sad, though. It's really sad. But it's not sadder. Then these sorry ass, garbage ass, bottom feeder, Orlando Magic, who are 9 and 39. 9 and 39. The Magic probably ain't going to win 15 games. If they win 15, they're going to get the first pick again. The Magic going to get the first pick in the draft. I don't know who the first pick 
uh, gonna come out. We probably gonna do a, a, a mock draft, maybe in a couple weeks or whatnot. But whoo, I don't know, boy. Orlando Magic, sorry as hell, boy. Sorry as hell. So those are my top five, bottom five teams in the NBA right now. Let's talk about the Lakers, man. Before I get up out of here, my Lakers are twenty four and twenty four. The eighth seed right now in the NBA. Which that like I say that only three games out of the fifth seed. So it's not like they're all the way down. They gonna win a streak. Team above them loses a couple games, they right there. And then we got hell what, 30, 35 more games left? But anyway, I'm looking at the Lakers. Are they contenders or pretenders? It's kinda hard to say right now. A D just came back. AD is back, ladies and gentlemen. He looked good last night. He looked healthy. Only had eight points, two rebounds, but he had four blocks. He played 25 minutes, and he looked a little refreshed. I want to see how he looks tomorrow because we got some games coming up down the stretch before the All-Star break. I'll be able to tell if we are contenders or pretenders after this little stretch of games I'm about to run off. All right, let me reel these games off real quick. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, at Philly. They still on the road trip. They going against Philly. Joel Embiid is playing at uh, a superstar uh, MVP level. Dude averaging like 35 points and 15 rebounds, man, in, in, in the past, what, 20 games? Joel Embiid is balling without Ben Simmons. He doing his thing by himself, man. So, that's a big game. We need to win that game against Philly tomorrow. Then on Friday, we going to Charlotte to play the Hornets, who have been up and down all season. We should beat the Hornets, okay? Then Sunday, we coming to the ATL to face the Atlanta Hawks. You know LeBron always show out when he go to the ATL. He love playing that show on the I expect some dunks. He going to go crazy. Man, I wish I could be at that game, but I do not have a ticket, and I probably won't be going, so... Braun, show out for your boy, man. We need to be that lineup. We will be that lineup. Not worry about that game. Next Wednesday, Lakers will be back home off the road trip. Should be refreshed. We got Portland coming to town. We should win that game. Then that following Thursday, we got the Clippers. That should be a win. Next Saturday, got the Knicks. The Knicks coming to L.A. That's going to be on ESPN too, ABC, I believe. And then the following Tuesday, we got the Bucks at home. So out of these next, what, seven, eight games, we got to win these, man. We need to go at least by seven and one, at least. We got to have a winning streak. We can't win a game, lose a game. Win two, lose two. We can't be doing that. Uh-uh, come on, Lakers. This is the time. AD is back. He's healthy. The team is damn near full. Everybody except Kendrick Nunn is healthy. Everybody playing. Stanley Johnson then got paid. He got him a uh, two-year contract. He locked in. Malik Monk going off. We need to sign him. Melo, he going to come and go. Melo going to hit his shots when it's time. Russ is playing a little better. He need to cut the turnover still. But Russ, Russ going to do a thing. Russ going to play hard. He going to always be there. I ain't got no problem with Russ. But AD got to be the dog. I need AD to play center. I need AD to bang. I need AD to average. Just give me 24 and 12, AD. 
Can you give me 24 and 12? Braun going to average it um, 29, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. We need AD to give us about 24 and 12 a game. If we can do that, and we got role players stepping up, Austin Reeves, that white boy bowling, Malik Monk doing his thing, the sky's the limit. I still want to trade THT, though. They need to go and trade THT. They need to get some of them guys who ain't really contributing off the bench, off the roster, and get us some guys who could come in here, make some damn three-pointers, and play some defense. That's all we really need. That's all we need. We get us a couple guys, three and D guys. That's all we need. We need to trade THT, Trevor Reza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellerton, and DeAndre Jordan. Get all them gone. All them gone. Avery Bradley, too, if we can get something better. But Avery Bradley has been solid. I ain't got no problem with Avery Bradley. But my rotation, I'm having AD, LeBron, Westbrook, maybe Malik Monk, Stanley Johnson, and my star lineup, or Avery Bradley, whatever. Then you got Melo. You got Dwight. You got to play Dwight when we play bigger teams. Austin Reeves. But we need to flip THT. We got to get something else, man. I really want Buddy Hill. But it don't look like we're going to be able to get him. We got to get another shooting guard who can defend and make spot-up threes, come off the screen, stuff like that. We got to get that. And I think that's the missing piece for the Lakers. We don't need another point guard because LeBron can play point when Westbrook ain't running point. We don't need another big man because AD can play big. LeBron can play big when we play small ball. And then we got Dwight. We need wing defenders and shooters. Spot up shooters. Come off the screen. That's what we need. We don't need no more playmakers because we good. Mark can, can, can um create his own shot. Melo can create his own shot. Braun, Westbrook, AD. We got guys who create their own shot. We need guys who can defend at a high level, who don't make mistakes, and who can make an open three-pointer. That's it. Very simple. So, I'm looking to see what the front office do, man. Trade deadline, I think, is uh, February 10th, right for the All-Star break. We got to make a move, man. We can't stand Pat like this because I – I hate to say it, T.A.T., man, he young, 21 years old. He got a great upside, but he just don't fit what we're trying to do right now. He don't fit when he on the floor with Braun and Westbrook. He just don't. We need a guy who can fit. So, hopefully, Rob Palenka, hey, get Rich Paul on that phone, man. See what all these clutch clients, which one of these clutch clients can on uh, 3 and D, man. <laughs> we, need, we need to make a move. I love to get Robert Covington, though. Yeah, I love how Robert Covington, he can he can start too. He really can, cause we really don't need Stanley Johnson to start. We need get Robert Covington to start at the stretch four. And then we need us another two guard who can uh defend these uh point guards and stuff like that. These Jama Rants and uh these Steph Curry's and all these guys like that, Chris Pauls and whatnot. So, hey man, I see the Lakers as when we come back, probably not next week, but the week after, and talk about the Lakers again, I expect them to be about five or six games over 500, and then we can start talking about contenders. But right now, I don't know what the Lakers are. They 24 and 24, that's all I know. And speaking of 24, 
It's been two years since we lost the GOAT 24, number eight, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant. It's been two years since we lost Kobe and GG, man, and all the passengers on that flight. So I'm going to leave the show with a moment of silence for Kobe, GG, everybody involved in that tragedy that happened. Uh, rest in peace to all the deceased and uh i'm gonna leave with the moment of silence for that so all right y'all it's been a great show great show man i got so much we got so much to do this weekend man NFL conference championship games this Sunday. We got basketball this Saturday, Friday. Man, the Royal Rumble, um, WWE Royal Rumble this Saturday. We got so much, man. So much content. Next week, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about. Like I said, we got three more episodes until the season is over. The season finale will be the week after the Super Bowl. I believe that would be the 16th, I think. Uh, February 16th will be the season finale. I'll talk about that more in depth next week. But I appreciate all the love, all the support from my followers, my listeners, my friends. Love all y'all. Appreciate that, man. Hey, it's been a success. And it's only up from here. And we still going. Going strong on Sports Talking with JB. Make sure you download the Anchor app, like I said earlier. Spotify, look us up, Sports Talking with JB. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Talk JB. Follow me at Young underscore ENT underscore. All the talk about is sports. And I love to do it. So, with that being said, y'all, I'm your boy JB signing off. Sports Talk with JB, episode number 22. It's your boy JB, and I'm out.